Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this final leg of Season 5, I'm reading my way through every single goddamn page in The Revenge of Kang, the final module in the Time Warp Adventure series for TSR's Marvel Super Heroes role-playing game. And as I do, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on each page. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. The Revenge of Kang was written by Ray Winninger and was published in 1990. Today we're discussing page three of The Revenge of Kang. Today, spoilers continue. It's a torrent of spoilers. I can't tell you anything about this page, and I can't even tell you why I can't tell you anything about this page. So let's talk about Professor X. I've already spilled the beans about Kang's plot in this adventure to go back before the origin stories of various Marvel superheroes, prevent them from becoming superheroes, and thereby create a chain reaction that he has calculated will leave the world empty of superheroes by some point in the 20th century when he will then swoop in and invade. We discussed yesterday, he's not going to take down Thor, he's going to let the chain reaction take down Thor. So that's the plan for all the heroes, except for the 12 who are on his retroactive hit list. He's done the math, and if he pushes down these dominoes, then the whole superhero age doesn't happen. Quote, these heroes are the Fantastic Four, Mr. Fantastic, Invisible Girl, The Thing, and Human Torch, Spider-Man, Daredevil, Iron Man, and the X-Men, Cyclops, Iceman, The Beast, The Angel, and Marvel Girl. First of all, and this isn't what the episode is about, all five X-Men are listed, but if you think that if the original X-Men had died in a horrible time-related accident, except for Iceman, he'd been the only survivor, he would have done anything more heroic than feel unreasonable guilt and eventually get help for it. You are lying to yourself. Iceman, Bobby Drake, I like him. He's a fun character. He's got a good power set. One more addition to our list of uh, gay characters in these modules. Irrespective of all that, Bobby was not going to make the leap from I am ice to I am justice without significant peer pressure. So you could have just put X-Men on the list. You don't need a strike here. A spare would have done it. Much more importantly, though, than who maybe shouldn't be on the list is who definitely should be. The dumbest thing on this page is that the list does not contain Professor X. And I'll tell you why. If there is one person in the Marvel Universe who is offensively resilient (laughs) to the horrible trauma and death of the people he cares about, It is Professor X. I'm not saying don't live your life and be happy. What I'm saying is, when Professor X sends the X-Men on a dangerous mission, typically there will be the other secret X-Men in the next room listening so Professor X doesn't have to waste his time briefing them. If the first team dies, then he can activate the secret X-Men and finish his breakfast. That's who Professor X is. Evidence has shown this time and time and time again. X-Men die all the time. He loses whole timelines. People lose their powers. People betray him, he betrays them, doesn't matter. This is what he is, this is what he does. He may occasionally pretend otherwise to himself or to others, but if you leave Charles Xavier in any environment with a mutant population for three or four years, he will teach teenagers to do violence to their own kind. It's simply in his DNA. He could no more not be bald than he could not form cults of personality and send people to their death. If you don't kill Professor X... The new X-Men will be at the old X-Men's funeral. I guarantee it. And there are so many mutants. This is not like Spider-Man, where it's like, okay, there's a lot of shitty guys in high school who, if they got both power and a sudden taste of maturity and responsibility, they'd be like, okay, I gotta get my shit together and maybe do something to help other people, instead of resenting girls for realizing that I'm a creep. There are plenty of those guys, but not many of them get bit by radioactive spiders. There are so many mutants, and they come around later, too. That's the thing. There's a delay on this. There are a lot of mutants around already. We know 
as his history has been developed, Professor X already had all kinds of contact with different mutants. He had already met Storm, for example, at the time of the original X-Men comics in the 60s. There were enough mutants to make an X-Men team then. But then by the time that X-Men team dies, it's barely going to make a dent because so many more mutants will have showed up. It's touch and go in the early days. Like, there's kind of a stretch of X-Men comics where it's like, can't think of any more mutants this month either. Let's fight Frankenstein. Let's fight Merlin. But pretty early on, we start getting just loads of mutants. And Professor X will not rest while he is without X-Men. Not while one mutant lives to lay down their lives to do what Professor X feels like is a good idea. So, huge mistake by Kang. Dumbest thing on this page. You gotta kill Professor X. If you don't kill Professor X and the X-Men too, because if you kill Professor X and not the X-Men, he's going to become a martyr. Then the timeline is going to take a dark turn. And as all biologists know, mutants thrive in dark timelines. So you got to get them all at once, Professor X and his X-Men. Otherwise, they just grow back thicker. Join me next time as this book reprints the Vision's statistics for the third time, leaving me free to reveal my terrible secret. I really like Wonder Man. Join me next time for that on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact me however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. This episode's music, used under Creative Commons license, is Take Us to the Nearest Starbase by Astrometrics, whose work you can find at soundcloud.com slash astrometricsband.